It's time for Monday Night Sports Talk on News Talk 1400 WDWS Champaign-Urbana. Featuring the News Gazette media sports writers, Matt Daniels, Bob Osmussen, and Scott Ritchie. Delivering the latest insights on the Illini and more. Join the program by calling 217-356-9397 or send a text to the Castle Heating and Cooling text line 217-351-5357. Now, here are the News Gazette media sports writers and your host, Steve Kelly. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Monday Night Sports Talk with you until 6 o'clock this evening. Phone lines indeed open, 356 356- 9397. Matt Daniels is here. Scott Ritchie in the house as well. Bob Osmussen, plenty to talk about on this uh, kind of dark, dreary Monday. 60 degrees outside and rain in the forecast for much of the week, but what the heck? Let's get it out of the way, right? Yeah, it's uh, this week's going to play havoc with the uh, the local high school sports scene. Uh, I feel bad for Colin Likas, our preps coordinator, trying to uh, adjust all that coverage, but... Uh, We'll see uh, what happens when it comes to the Illini. They got a lot of uh, spring events uh, this weekend, and it was quite a weekend this past weekend uh, for several Illini teams. Yep, the uh, men's golf team won the Big Ten Championship for a fifth straight year, 10th in the last 11. We'll learn more about that. Illini assistant coach Zach Barlow, former Illini player himself, will join us about 5.30. Mike Small remained in the Philadelphia area. He is visiting with some potential friends of the program out east, and uh, the uh, players have a day off. So with the NCAA rules the way they are, on their mandated days off, they can't talk to people like us. Dumb rules. (laughs) Well, you won't get an argument on that, but the rule's just the same. But Adrian Dumont de Chazer, how about that? With I'm just a, impressed the way you pronounce that, Steve. A final round 66 to uh, win the co-medalist honors at the Big Ten tournament as the Illini turned in the only under par round in what turned out to be a, a very interesting Big Ten golf championship. Illinois ended up winning by five shots. I feel like I could just recycle my comments from, from last year and the year before and the year before uh, when it comes to what the Illini uh, do at the Big Ten Championships, but I this might be the most impressive one that they've had of the group just because they don't have that that one or two uh, guys that just kind of headline their roster. You think back to last year, was led by Nick Hardy and Dylan Meyer, who are both playing professional golf now and in the PGA Tour and on the Web.com Tour and uh, some of the great golfers they've had in the past, uh, Thomas Peters, Scott Langley, Luke Guthrie's, to, to name a few, and uh, this year's was kind of a no-name group, uh, so to speak, but they really just rose up uh, this past weekend out in Philadelphia. And good to see Varun Chopra, local product, Champagne native, uni high graduate, who really kind of emerged these, this month of April to provide a steady presence on the course. And, man, they're just – Mike Small, just – if you're Josh Whitman, just sign him to a lifetime contract. Another reason to put put him in the Hall of Fame, for God's sakes. My goodness. <laughs> Literally. Get ten, off my ten, lawn, ten, Bob. Ten Big Ten titles in 11 years. The guy's not in the Hall of Fame. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Well, it's another rule. Cause it's a inactive. dumb rule. Another dumb rule. That's a really dumb rule. That thing has to be changed. you got to account for something like that. So let's say they win. somebody wins five national titles in basketball over the next 10 years. You're not going to put them in the Hall of Fame? That's insane. 
And that it really is dumb. So I'd change that rule. First D- rule I would change. Dumb, insane. Right. We're only three minutes into the Mike show. Mike Small should have been in the first class of the Hall of Fame. He really should have. I don't disagree with that. Yeah. At all. Scott Ritchie, how you doing, man? I'm just glad you, to be here. You Steve. with us? Yeah. <laughs> well, I, you guys are just doing so well. Um, I think what you mentioned, you know, the, the co-medal signers for the Illinois freshman whose name I'm not going to try to pronounce, Adrian. <laughs> I got that part right. Um, just ama- Illinois had the medalist or co-medalist each of the last nine seasons. I mean, it's it's unreal what that team, that program has done in the last decade. Uh, I mean, especially you know, being a northern school in golf, which is supposed to be some ridiculous handicap, which in a, I mean, it, it is at times because the weather's terrible. Just, you know, look at the last few days where it's rained all the time and it snowed in Chicago three days ago. But doesn't seem to be bothering Mike Small and the Illini. Who do you think the most unpopular guy among Big Ten golf coaches is right now? It's got to be Mike, Mike Small. Small. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. and it may, may be the case all across the country as well. He's just uh, He's got a, a dynasty going here, and maybe that's too strong a word, but maybe it's not. This was a team, as we mentioned, no seniors on the team, kind of a rebuilding year, and in one regard they are. I mean, they're... They're ranked 23rd or 4th in the mm-hmm. country, still the highest-ranked Big Ten team. But uh, a lot of people didn't see them winning this Big Ten championship, and here they are, and they'll find out later this week where they head next. The, the only missing piece is the national title, and I have a feeling that that's going to come probably come like this year when they have no expectation at all. That's what he'll do. He'll win when he shouldn't be winning. Both uh, tennis teams, men's and women's, Illinois tennis teams finished second in the Big Ten. They'll be finding out uh, yet this hour where they will go in the NCAA tournament. The men uh, finished second to, uh, speaking of dynasties, Ohio State men's tennis and the Illini women second to Michigan. Yeah, the uh, the selection shows the selection show for the men's tennis NCAA tournament's going on right now. I know Ohio State is the the top overall seed uh, in that, so no shame for the Illini in, in losing to the Buckeyes uh, Sunday afternoon out in Ann Arbor. And then uh, the women's selection show starts at five thirty, and uh, Evan Clark's program I think would have to feel pretty good about their chances to to get into the the sixty four team tournament and. Uh, it'll start this weekend. Uh, the NCAA switched up uh, kind of the format of the competition. They used to have all they used to have sixteen teams go to the NCAA championships. Well, they added what they call a super regional round, which is actually next weekend. It's just one match, which is a sent in essence a round of sixteen, and then the final eight teams will go to the NCAA championships, which are in uh, Orlando, Florida, uh, later this month. But Brad Dancer and Evan Clark have both uh, Illinois tennis programs where they should be, where, where people have come to expect them, uh, just with their, their current run of success. Football news over the weekend, the NFL draft, Bob. Nick Allegretti, who we will talk to here in just a minute or two, drafted in the seventh round by Kansas City. Is I didn't pay a lot of t- uh, attention to the draft, more certainly not as much as you did, but looking back on that after the fact, I think he's in a pretty good spot there. Oh, yeah. No question, given that they didn't take another lineman. So that's a good thing. And, and given the history of Illinois guys there, Jeff Allen, John Nassimoa played there, had good careers there. And that's a good place. Uh, I talked to Bill Cubitt yesterday. He said that it's a great program, but the great coach, he thinks it's a good spot for Nick. Yeah, it's it's a tremendous honor for, uh, for a guy like Nick Allegretti who – Dealt with a lot uh, during his time at Illinois, not inflicted by himself, but uh, those around the program. You know, he redshirted in 2014 when Tim Beckman's final season, and then 
Spent 2015 with Bill Cubitt when he was the interim coach after Beckman got fired right before the start of the season and had another coaching change entering his third season and uh, really just kind of emerged as the you don't really think of an offensive lineman as kind of the face of the program but that's what he did the especially these past two seasons was a team captain and um, really personable and, and just kind of uh, an in-state product too uh, out of uh, Lincoln Way East played for Rob Zozanar uh, Monticello native and uh, yeah just a, a tremendous honor for Allegretti and uh, now he gets a chance to to go make the 53-man roster for the Chiefs couple of other football notes, Scott Ritchie, uh, Chase McLaughlin signed a free agent deal to uh, perhaps kick in Buffalo. That'll be quite an experience, won't it? Yeah, um, weather's a little tricky, <laughs> maybe, uh, a, a few games per year in Buffalo. But, I mean, Chase McLaughlin showed that he could make kicks and, you know, big kicks this past season. As, he was the Big Ten kicker of the year, had the best season of his career, and um, – Making kicks can get you and keep you a job uh, in the NFL because I mean it's a it's maybe one of the toughest jobs to hold on to uh, in the league because there's enough kickers out there that if you start missing a couple um, you're toast. But yeah, we'll see how, how Chase will fare. Talk about what have you done for me lately? Kind of business that that is it. Yeah, and unless you're Cody Parkey, and then you can keep the job the whole year <laughs> and then really really blow it at the end of the season. Not, not that I not have any gracious. <laughs> it's been three months, Scott. Are you ever going to let it go? No. Okay. No. But, I mean, he's going to get a shot at least. And then, you know, Delshawn Phillips is the other former Illini that, that signed with the Falcons, and he'll get a, a crack at maybe making the team as a linebacker. Bob, what do you think uh, Nick Allegretti's chances are in, in making that 53-man roster? I, I'm pretty sure he'll make the team unless they go out and sign nine free agents offensive linemen. You draft a guy with the idea of he's going to play for us this year. Now, seventh round isn't like picking a second-round guy. That guy's going to make it for sure. But Nick will have a chance. Plus, once he gets in there, you, you know what kind of kid he is. He's going to work his butt off. He's going to do everything they say. He's going to be that guy you want on your team so it's easy to see him stay and he could have a long career there and if he doesn't he's got a great post football life set up for himself too because of all his great work in college as a student so he's he's pretty pretty much set well i think you know the fact that he played you know some center like an east west shrine game and showed that he could play any of the three interior positions uh, and a NFL should maybe help him. Three spots get a is better spot. than one. That's that's correct. Yeah, and, and he adjusted to to being a guard at Illinois because he was a center all throughout his high school career at Lincoln Way East, and then uh, was moved to guard uh, after some time at center. So he's uh, very versatile on on the interior of the line. Phone line is open three five six nine three nine seven. If you'd like to join us on Monday Night Sports Talk, we're with you until six o'clock this evening. Some basketball news, Scott Ritchie. T.J. Holyfield is going to be making an official visit later this week, and he reportedly has his choice down to three. He's a grad student who will have one year of eligibility. Apparently it's down to Kansas, Texas Tech, and Illinois, and he's visited the other two places, so Illinois gets the last sales opportunity. Yeah, and I mean, I, I think the pitch is going to be pretty easy from Brad Underwood. It's just, you've already played for me, and you know exactly what... <laughs> I expect you to do, uh, and uh, he would fill a you know, position of need for the Illini as well you know, as a kind of a dynamic athlete at the four uh, to match up with the Lamar Stevens of the world who just killed Illinois you know, this year. And 
So I guess we'll all see if having the last say in this is you know a good thing or not. But um, you know, the the pitch is pretty easy, and, and I think the opportunity to come in and play a you know a serious role is maybe better for him at Illinois than at either of the other two places. Obviously, Texas Tech and Kansas have had more recent success. Uh, have gotten more guys you know, to the league in the last few years, um, but maybe the familiarity of you know, Brad Underwood in that system will kind of tip the scales in the Illini's favor in one of these deals. Always makes you a little bit nervous when Bill Self was involved with the guy that uh, that uh, your favorite team wants because he's a he's a factor. Yeah, exactly, and and it's weird too in the sense that maybe if you were a, a high school recruit, but uh, Holyfield's not. He he's been in the college game now for for four seasons, but if you're a high school recruit and you're looking at you know Texas Tech and Kansas and Illinois. Maybe 10 years ago, you think, okay, pecking orders, Kansas, Illinois, 1B, Kansas, 1A, Illinois, 1B, Texas Tech is below there. But now you might think Texas Tech is the top dog in that just based on what Chris Beard has done to that program and the run they made to the NCAA Tournament Championship game and the fact that Texas Tech just paid a boatload of money today to have Chris Beard be their coach through 2024-25 season, uh, $4.6 million a year. Uh, it'll be an interesting decision that whatever Holyfield uh, decides to make, but you, I think if you're Illinois, you have to like the fact that he is coming in for your last visit for his last visit is here in Champaign-Urbana. And, um, I think Brad Underwood can just, you know, based on the familiarity he has, and uh, like Scott said, Holyfield knows his coaching style and, and Underwood can just point to, to the roster and say, you come here, you're going to you know start from day one. And, be a, a huge focal point of, of what we do offensively and defensively next season. And the fact, too, that Illinois has got all these other pieces around uh, that that played this year. And Underwood knows what they can do. Uh, so it might be a good selling point for, uh, for Holyfield. Let's do a little hypothetical, Scott. I like those. <laughs> you know, that's what we do, right? Yeah. It's what fans it's like what to I, do. That's what I'm best at. Yep. Let's say after this weekend that T.J. Holyfield says it's Illinois. And he'll be here in the summer and getting set for the fall. What else might happen regarding next year's Illini basketball team? Would there still be some activity uh, that could happen yet? Well, if T.J. Holyfield does pick Illinois, that that's a wrap on the 13 scholarships. Mm-hmm. Um, if Bernard Kumu signs with Illinois. Yeah, I mean, he's still got like 18 days to do it. And the assumption is he will. So I guess we're going to assume that happens as well. Uh, but... I think there could still be movement. I don't know that there will be. Uh, it seems like everyone—I mean, everyone's been in the workouts you know, this spring and you know going through all that. And there's not you know a sign of any transfers, but transfers happened last off season all the way through June. Uh, so you can never say never when it comes to college basketball you know, these days and the potential for transfers. I mean, there's more than 700 right now, and that's just the way it is. So the coaches. Not only Illinois coaches, both men and women coaches, um, were out on the road this past weekend. How long is this open period last? Is it like a week? Um, well, they, they had an evaluation period this past weekend. Right. It was the, the first one uh, of the twenty nineteen, I guess, twenty nineteen calendar now, or the end of that twenty eighteen nineteen calendar. Um, they really changed a lot of it. 
Um, yeah, because you're going off season. You, you're gonna Scott. You're going to an event, an AAU event in uh, the Indianapolis suburbs here, and in less than two weeks, two weeks from now, uh, you've covered it the last few years. But this will be the first year that you go where there's no coaches there. Yeah, because they basically just locked up all of May into a quiet period and dead period. There is the recruiting period does extend uh, until Thursday, where um, the coaches can make yeah in-person off-campus visits and then they're pretty much just locked down the rest of the month and there's some new evaluation periods in june which is different from the normal and then july got a little mixed up as well but still kept a couple of this the typical evaluation periods but they've got a few more days this week and then uh things slow down as much as they slow down i guess but well, I guess maybe gives them more time you know, on campus with players before finals, which are, I guess, coming up pretty soon, too. So they're basically, this past weekend at least, they're basically looking at 2020 and beyond guys, right? Yeah, because I think there's a plan in place for 2019 to yeah. round that out. So um, the future, got a little glimpse of that this weekend. And a handful of new offers, five in the last what, three or four days, including uh, a couple today. Uh, Marcus Watson, the point guard uh, from Morgan Park, who's been part of that, that backcourt with Adam Miller, who's obviously maybe the top 2020 target. And then uh, Jabri Abdurrahim, who's kind of, he's been on the radar for more than a year now, um, but he tweeted out that he had, had an offer, and that's uh, the son of former NBA All-Star Sharif Abdurrahim. Now, where's he from? Uh, he plays for Blair Academy in New Jersey. Okay. So Illinois hitting the East Coast you know, pretty hard still. And then a couple other new offers. One was uh, DJ Gordon. It's a wing, um, really kind of hitting kind of the, the backcourt in the 2020 class. Um, and Donovan Johnson is the younger brother of Cam Johnson, who just finished up his career at North Carolina. And Illinois tried to get after he transferred from Pitt. So didn't get him, so they're going after little brother. And Antoine January decommitted from Illinois. Yeah, I think that was just the expected end to his admittedly strange recruitment because <laughs> he you know committed without ever visiting Champaign right. originally back in, in November. Did visit and then just sort of petered out from there. We're hitting the bottom of the hour here on Monday Night Sports Talk. With Bob Osmussen, Matt Daniels, Scott Ritchie, I'm Steve Kelly. Phone line is open, 356-9397. We'll take a break and be back with more after this. Stay with us. Welcome back to Monday Night Sports Talk, News Talk 1400, WDWS, Champaign-Urbana. Steve Kelly, along with Matt Daniels, Bob Osmussen, and Scott Ritchie with you until 6. The phone line is open. We've got some news in here. The men's tennis team will host first-round action in uh, the NCAA Friday and Saturday, we presume that Illinois is the 15th overall seed and will take on Western Michigan, also coming to Champaign-Urbana, Cal and Drake. Yes. So that is your lineup for NCAA men's tennis regional action. The women's team will find out in the next 30 minutes or so what uh, their situation will be. Let's talk some uh, Big Ten golf. We have mentioned that uh, at the start of the show, the Illini winning for a fifth straight year, 10th in the last 11. Mike Small still out in Philadelphia, but 
His assistant coach, Zach Barlow, is with us on the phone. Zach, how you doing? I'm doing good, guys. How you doing? Good. Just kind of another ho-hum weekend for you, huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was anything but that. You know, it was um, it was a fight to the finish. And uh, big credit to the guys. Uh, they really they really uh, came through down the stretch and and played some really solid golf there. You know, from about hole eight on, um, it was it was pretty impressive. This event was at the Philadelphia Cricket Club. The course, a par 70, 7,119 yards. Not as far as total yardage, certainly not as long as you've played some during the season. But tell us more about the course and what made it obviously tough. Did you have some uh, some weather uh, effect on it as well? We did. We saw it all um, during the three rounds. I know uh, the practice round was pretty decent weather, but that second day, uh, it was a the wind was a constant twenty with gusts of thirty to thirty five, and um, with that course, uh, it's just it's tough anyway with no wind. Uh, the, the last day was a pretty nice day, but you know, I, Coach Small and I talked about it quite a bit. It's just it's a course you would enjoy playing every day. Um, it's got everything out there. It's got anything from a 120 yard par three to a 240 yard par three. So it's you know you're you're getting something new every hole, a new, a new challenge, and. Uh, it was great. It was a fantastic venue. Hey, Zach. It's uh, Matt Daniels with the News Gazette. I don't know if this is something you and Mike identify on the recruiting trail or not, but what is it about this program that come the final day of the Big Ten tournament, it may be close, but you guys just separate yourselves uh, on the last the last round at all? Just how, how gratifying is that to see guys just rise up when the, the pressure gets really, uh, really high? You know, it's awesome. Um, it, it's very... Uh, you know, as a coach, it's awesome to see because, you know, you preach that all year long. And, uh, you know, it's just you got to believe in the guys. And uh, the players win championships. And, and you know, they, they always seem to, to rise to the occasion. And it was no different this year. Uh, they just had that refuse-to-lose mentality uh, coming down the stretch. And it just you know, it seemed like we, blow for blow with Purdue. And, um, you know, we just we kept taking them and, and, and fighting back. And, it's you know, we'd, we'd go down one or two and, Next thing you know, we'd make a couple birdies, and we'd be right back on top. So it's a it's a big credit to the guys. They played awesome. Um, they had some things, you know, they had challenges all week, really. Um, things not necessarily go their way a couple times, and uh, they didn't let that affect them and, and just kept on fighting. Well, Zach, you guys went through a lot, a lot of different lineups uh, this year trying to maybe find uh, the best five. And how much of maybe that – competition within the team since last fall do you think maybe helped you know, here you know, at the end of the year and you know finding you know that that five and maybe the success that they had you know, this past weekend right yeah i think it was huge um you know, this year was a different year for me coaching uh being the first year that you know the five wasn't really fully set up until late in the season and um you know, huge credit to Varun chopra he he's really come on he's playing well um him and Adrian have been probably our two most steady players the last three or four weeks. And, um, you know, I, I agree. I think the competition amongst the team is huge, and, and that's what we try to breed from start to finish um, is just always competing at something throughout practice, throughout qualifying. Um, you know, you go to tournaments with your brothers and, you know, you're rooting for each other. But, you know, at the end of the day, golf is an individual sport, and it's kind of a weird dynamic because in college it's, it's such a team sport. But, um, you know, I think competition that we breed and practice every day really shows when it comes to championship season. 
it uh, golf college golf is really interesting in in many many ways but you mentioned it being a, a team sport but it's still an individual sport and it's at times i would think maybe that's kind of hard to manage and you played at the highest level talk a little bit about that and how that plays in your mind in an event, in an event. it is it's different uh you know my first experience with that is i think it Victoria National one year, we had two guys coming down the stretch that were were both fighting for the individual uh, medalist honors, but at the same time, you know, we were in a, a fight for the team honors. And it, it's cool to see because even that year and even this year, um, when, you know, this year Gio's up near the top of the leaderboard, Adrian was up near the top of the leaderboard, uh, Varun as well, um, nobody really seems concerned with that. Um, you know, I, I've never really been asked at all. Uh, you know, where I stand individually or anything like that. Everybody wants to know about the team. And I think that, you know, that's huge to see from a coaching standpoint is that it really, you know, it, it's nice to see that they kind of put individual honors away and uh, for the success of the team. And, you know, individual honors will come and go. And if they get them, great. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, it's a team sport. And it's, uh, you're right, it is a weird dynamic, but, you know, they um, they fight through it, and they play for the orange and blue. Zach, you were a part of uh, the program uh, as a player, and you were part of the start of this uh, stretch of runs of, of Big Ten titles by the Illinois men's golf program. What's it like for you to experience both both of, both of them as a player and now uh, as an assistant coach? <laughs> I tell you what, I think it's a lot more nerve-wracking <laughs> as a coach than I ever was as a player. Um, yeah, because you you want to you want to be out there and help as much as possible. But at the end of the day, you know you got to trust your guys, and um, they're out there for a reason. And and that's the you know it goes back to you know practice. Even back in the fall, early in the spring. I mean, you you put them through different. You challenge them every day in practice, and and just hope that um, you know when it comes crunch time that they're ready to go. And that's really all we can do as coaches. And uh, I know Coach Small said it probably a thousand times as you know coaches don't win championships players do and, and he's exactly right uh you know i we kind of joke about it yeah, neither one of us has made a bogey all year long so. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh you know it, it's a huge credit to these guys i mean they've come a long way this year we've got a young team um you know like you said some different lineups that we've been through uh but you know we're starting to come together here at the right time uh, just like we always seem to do somehow some way Coach Small gets them ready, and um, you know we're hoping for a, a long postseason run here. We still got some work to do. Another couple of minutes with Zach Barlow, former Illini golfer and current assistant coach. Most of the guys that play college golf have played a lot of junior golf. They've got their own swing coaches, perhaps uh, before they even get to you guys. How do you manage that during the course of a season? I'm guessing you don't uh, try to change a guy's swing after he's been working with somebody else. But how, how does Coach Small and yourself deal with that? When Maybe when, when a guy's struggling, what, what's your strategy there? You know, we're not trying to reinvent the wheel, so to speak. Uh, we work closely with the player and with the coach that they come in with because, um, you know, when, when you're recruiting them, you think that, you know, you have aspirations of them coming right in and playing right away. Um, so, the main thing is we just try to learn about them. That first semester as a freshman, it's huge. We just kind of sit back a little, especially with the freshmen, and, and just learn about their game and the way they think and uh, how they go about their business. And we're kind of the, the middleman at times, and, and we talk to their coach and, and make sure that we're understanding 
um, the direction that he has in mind for their game and, and talk to the player and also hope that, you know, that matches up with what their instructor has in mind. And, um, you know, we just try to keep that in mind as we go through the process and, and continue to hopefully kind of put our fingerprint on them as well. Um, but we're, we're, like I said, we're kind of a, a, a middleman there. Well, it's back to the NCAA tournament. You'll find out later this week uh, where you're headed, correct? Yeah, I think we find out Wednesday, Wednesday afternoon, something like that. And I noticed that of the regionals, it looked to me like maybe Louisville was the, the closest. So that would be nice, but it doesn't always make sense, does it? It, it doesn't. Um, you know, there's no perfect formula, I don't think, for uh, regional seating. I know uh, they do go off golf stat ranking, and I think the, the golf stat ranking that they use will come out Wednesday morning, and then they announce the sites and, and where you go on Wednesday afternoon. Uh, but you know, it, it, it's always our kind of mo. We'll we'll go anywhere and play anybody. And you know, I, if we go to Louisville, great. If we go to the Washington State, great. Uh, we're just looking forward to get back out there and, and compete and uh, ride this thing out. Zach, were there uh, any Illinois golfers yesterday that celebrated with a, a roar like Tiger did at Augusta a few weeks ago, or was it a pretty subdued group yesterday in Philadelphia? <laughs> No, they were pumped. They were. They, they really were. Uh, they were fighting hard out there, and it, it was a cool moment. Um, you know, I, I give Varun a lot of credit for for all the uh, strides that he's made this year. But you know, the the guys. He was our last one out there on 18, and he he made a big up and down on the last hole. And I know it'll be on TV, uh, but he was pumped. The guys were pumped. You know, Coach Small and I were pumped. Um, it was it was a cool moment. It was it was uh, definitely cool to see and um, happy that Varun was there to make that last spot. Well, knowing uh, you and uh, Mike Small the way I do, I'm guessing that that when you are faced with nasty weather, whether it be cold, rain, wind, you guys kind of embrace that, don't you? We do, um, you know, because everybody's got to play in it. Um, you know, and I, I think that that mentality does start with us. Um, you know, if we're out there and kind of complaining about it, I think that uh, permeates down to the team as well, um, but we, we got a bunch of tough guys, and you know they're they're not going to let anything get in the way of their ultimate goal, and that's kind of what we preached that entire last day is just you know refuse to give in, refuse to lose, and uh, and they did, and they they responded, and, and uh, you know it was it was great to see. Hey Zach, we appreciate your time. Congratulations, and uh, we'll be talking to you down the road here. Awesome, thanks guys for having me. I appreciate it. Thanks, Zach. Zach Barlow former Illini golfer and current assistant coach, talking about uh, yet another Big Ten championship for Mike Small's fighting Illini men's golf team. It is 5.44. We'll take a timeout and be back with more Monday Night Sports Talk. The phone line is open again, 356-9397. Back after this. And that would be tomorrow. Then a big home weekend against Indiana for the Illinois baseball team as they try to secure their spot among the top eight to make the Big Ten baseball tournament. So a lot of baseball activity coming up this week, and you can hear it all right here. On DWS, 13 minutes before 6 o'clock, phone line is open, 356-9397. Scott Ritchie, some football news over the last couple of days. We talked about uh, Nick Allegretti being drafted. We're trying to get a hold of Nick, but uh, have been unsuccessful in doing that. But uh, I guess is maybe you'll hear from him later in the week 
here on uh, this particular station, but some transfer news or decommit news, I guess, would be the right word, right? Yeah, from, yeah, well, kind of a one of each in yeah. a way. Mm-hmm. Um, well, the first 2020 commit for Lovey Smith, uh, Marcus Harper, who's an offensive lineman out of Simeon, uh, has decommitted uh, just about three weeks after his initial decision. So it's, uh, it seems like Illinois had some good momentum there. You've got Marcus Harper, then Reggie Love from Trinity Catholic, and Jaden Thompson from Marist, and things were looking pretty good in the 2020 class, and then uh, it's a little less so at this point. And uh, it's maybe not surprising that they're having offensive line trouble. Just, it's, I don't know how many years it's been since they'd had, like, some real depth on the offensive line, but uh, not at all, really, in the Levy Smith era. And then uh, just here in the last few minutes, um, uh, the Jamie Oaks, who covers Virginia for uh, 24-7 Sports, uh, broke that uh, Dejon Brissett, Brissett uh, who was a grad transfer wide receiver from Richmond, is not going to come to Illinois anymore. Uh, he is instead going to Virginia, so that's three transfer wide receivers that at one point said that they were Illinois bound and are not adding, you know, Brissett to the list with Jeff Thomas. That's the one that counts. They went back to Miami and then A.D. Miller, who turned down Illinois for a second time in his recruit in his you know college career, I guess you could say, um, when he decided he was going to stay at Oklahoma. So something about wide receivers is not – Treated Illinois kindly. And this is a position that where they desperately, I mean desperately, need help. Look, look for a decision by the NCAA last week that he's not eligible, or at least right now, not right now, could change. That's a problem because he was the guy you would say you count on to catch passes. They're, they're missing all those other guys just, I just mentioned. It's, it's getting to be an issue. So maybe Reggie Corbin plays running back slash receiver. I played a little wide receiver in my day, man. Lauren Tate, then. maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Lauren Tate is a flinker. He'd definitely a be flinker? a flinker. Flinker. <laughs> Split end. I think he's a flinker. Right. Let's uh, go to the phones. Steve is calling. Go ahead there, Steve. Yeah, was there any reason why the Simeon offensive lineman committed? We have not heard officially what the reason was. Uh, a lot of things could have happened. It could be... Uh, could be just looked around and decided he wanted to look, explore his options. Uh, I think he said he's not completely closed the book on Illinois. So I think that's still an option to come to Illinois, but uh, usually once you go, you go. It's very rare yeah. to come back. So I'm, we're not exactly sure. We'll, we'll try to get more information. But that's a school over time, obviously, it's been pretty, pretty good to Illinois. So it's a school they would want to recruit heavily over time. It's a good school that's produced great players, so I think they want to be able to go there. So we'll we'll see what happened there. So that would be considered maybe a blow to the program if he does not attend? I would say it's not good. When the first guy commits to the class of 2020 says no, that's bad. I, I, I think it's a little just uh, not alarming, but it's just kind of surprising because he did commit three weeks ago on, on April 7th and was the – the first commit in the 2020 class and with the the shift to you know the early signing period being such a prominent role now in college football with uh, that about a week before christmas with the the signing period you've got about eight months to really lock up your class right. and uh often like scott ritchie said offensive line depth is a a huge concern for illinois and 
that's a position too where you want to get three or four guys in each class if not more than that just to to help with death depth issues because injuries do happen quite frequently there and uh we'll see where illinois goes from here now yeah and preferably get three or four guys and then don't play them right away like right right, right sure, sure. Them, sure. Ever, yes. all of them like lauren would say i past illinois offensive line coaches always told me i want five guys every class if that's possible mm-hmm. and that should be possible that this day and age you really have to have that 15 18 guys you can count on yeah especially two because they only added what one offensive lineman in the 2019 class and Evan they had two because there's a well, it may not a scholarship. Yeah, offensive lineman Evan Kurtz out yeah, of Brother Rice is the only uh, only scholarship guy right. that they added on the offensive That's line for twenty nineteen. Not enough. Anything else, Steve? Uh, who was the? I listened to Lauren Tate a couple weeks ago and uh, Steve Kelly on Saturday morning. Who was the high school senior? His dad played safety for Illinois. That they might be recruiting or he might be committing. I'm sorry. I missed we're, that we're show. All, we're all stumped here, including Steve Kelly. I, I always <laughs> listen to Lauren. I always listen to Lauren. Uh, oh, are you, are you talking about Howard Griffith? Yeah, Howard Griffith's son's at Notre Dame. He's at right. Notre Dame. Yeah. But as more, somebody more recent than that. It was just a couple weeks ago oh. that his dad played safety for Illinois, and whoever the recruit uh, – or Halloran or whatever his name is, the recruit coordinator. Oh, AGTM. Yeah, AGTM, yeah. yeah. He said that oh, the okay. next commitment, Mike. Light, the light bulb is going off now, Steve. I'm getting it now. It's Quinn Richardson's oh, grandson. Uh, okay. okay. Whose name escapes me. It's not Richardson, but right. it's his grandson, who is a highly touted wide receiver in the Chicago area. And Notre Dame is after him okay. and a lot of others. But, yeah, that's who uh, we were talking about on that particular Saturday. Oh, it's A.J. Henning. A.J. Henning. Right. Oh, yeah. He's he's th- good. He's Illinois one of the really good top prospects in the country. He's a great player. Right? And Illinois yeah. is interested, obviously. And he's interested in Illinois. And he's got a coach from Monticello. He, right? Is that, no. Yeah, Rob Dovenar. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Nick Allegretti's high school coach. Right. So that's the high Lincoln school. So they yeah. – he favor- not favors, but he likes Illinois. So he, he was getting a guy here, get him there. He visited during their big junior day mm-hmm. earlier this month, but that came after he made uh, basically an SEC road trip <laughs> plus Clemson when he you know, saw Georgia and Alabama. Uh, so he, he's getting that type of interest. Those are the guys that, frankly, Illinois has to try to get. And then one of these days they have to get him. Because I'll go back to Martez Wilson, who went to Simeon. And was a great player in high school, was recruited by everybody, literally had every school offering him, and he said Illinois. And that was the kind of guy that when Illinois got him, it was like, okay, Fonzuk has a chance here. He's serious. He's going to get players. And he did. So they have to get kids from Illinois like that. So Henning is guy they mean to go a big circle around him and try to land him. Hey, Steve, thanks for the call. We appreciate it. Quinn Richardson, for you folks that don't recognize the name, was a basketball player for Lou Henson, and he uh, stepped in a point guard when uh, Derek Harper decided to turn pro back in the early 80s. It is 5.55. Did you take a timeout? Final break. We'll do that and be back with more after this. Got a minute or two left here on Monday Night Sports Talk. We appreciate uh, you listening tonight. Still no word on women's tennis, NCAA. That uh, invitation show is being streamed right now as we speak yeah. at NCAA.com. So 
That'll be out. Uh, men's tennis will be hosting this weekend, taking on Western Michigan. Also in town, Cal and Drake for NCAA men's tennis. Women's golf playing a week from today in the regional at Michigan State. The Illini men's golf team, as you heard with Zach Barlow a few minutes ago, will get uh, their destination uh, revealed for NCAA play coming up later this week. Yeah, and former Illinois uh, volleyball standout Kelly Shearer, uh, now Kelly McClure, uh, is the new uh, volleyball coach at St. Thomas More High School in Champaign. So uh, she takes over for uh, Stan Bergen. Matthew, thank you. By the way, good job on the coverage of the Illinois Marathon. Oh, thanks, Steve. Uh, kudos to Bob and Colin Likas and Mike Goble for uh, pulling that all together. All right, guys, we'll talk to you again next Monday right here on Monday Night Sports Talk, News Talk 1400, WDWS in Champaign-Urbana. I'm Steve Kelly. For all the guys, have a good night, everybody.